Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. volume down just a little because i was getting some big spikies now that i'm standing i got that big stand in oh man you got the (laughs) (laughs) that's what happens when you clean your room (laughs) i know right i have all this room for activities (laughs) for activities i'm gonna stand i need to see pictures of your house yes well you need to come visit is the only way to actually see it okay i'm not allowed to take pictures (laughs) so the only way you see it you you still belong to a secret service agent so that's right you can only see it in person (laughs) i am kind of worried sometimes i'm like (laughs) what if like an assassin shows up you know (laughs) do they leave any of their uh around right are there still cameras here no no bugs yeah I'm yeah. just kidding. James, James is uh, convinced that there's a secret passage or like a secret storage <laughs> somewhere in the house and that we just haven't seen it yet. Oh my gosh. There's a secret storage room. Yeah. We met with the people before they moved out actually and they showed us a whole bunch of stuff with the house. And at the end, they were like, do you have any questions? We said no. And then they had said, do you have any questions you were afraid to ask? Like, <laughs> uh, <that> <laughs> you know, like, is there what a secret hideaway? say? yeah is this a message are there any bodies in the backyard (laughs) oh yes ah see i'm not trained for this kind of thing oh my god that's hilarious Mm -hmm. stacy devin (laughs) we just went we just jumped right in we did just jump right in are you doing okay sometimes it happens yeah it does it's a it's a (laughs) magical mystery it is it is (laughs) you are you are moved your stuff is I am. now in yes. a house, right? All yes. of this is in a thing. Okay, cool. Yes, because I took off. We took a week off, which is when everyone heard the uh, <laughs> hiking kind of hurt the... Uh, no, it wasn't the hiking episode. It was the alcohol and Gatorade episode. Yeah, the the, yes. the technical issues. Uh, yes. <laughs> a little That's message. what happens when I take... I can't take time off. The whole world falls apart. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> no, I'm Yeah, just I kidding. recorded my technical issues um, recording from when I was hiking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you hear the crunch, crunch voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it's like, this is like interesting. It. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I think it gave a good feel to the yeah, message. You know. you know, it was very boots on the ground. Literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how I roll. Yeah, that's so, right. Boots on the ground and all. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, but, uh, are you enjoying yeah. your new space? Yes, we are really liking it. Um, at first, like, we kind of thought, like, man, this house is going to be too big for us. But when we actually got our stuff in here, like, the rooms feel right. So there's okay. a lot of rooms. Because, right. like, for example, I have my own office this time, which I didn't nice. have in the last house. I only just, I had my, my desk was in the living room. Right. Um, right. It's so, like, I have my own space. And James, James has always had his own office because he works from home. But yeah. he's got his own office. And then, you know, so it's like all the rooms feel appropriate. There's just, like, more rooms. More of them. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I think we're really liking it. We've been out to a couple of restaurants. We, um... On Wednesday, we went out to a Mexican restaurant that was called Lime and Salt, and it was like a very good, like, <laughs> made from scratch Mexican restaurant. It was, nice. Um, it was like okay. So in the past, I uh-huh. have been the type of person that was like, I will pick Taco Bell over an eth- authentic, authentic Mexican restaurant any day of the week because no. Taco Bell is hard to beat. And <laughs> I think this place beats Taco Bell, and that's really saying a lot. Oh my god. I know. I set really high standards. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that one. I'm just going to let that one go. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. That's fine. So, uh, but anyway, and then tonight we found out that there's just a brewery down the street called the Crooked Crab. I love and all so, the names of all these places where you are I now. know. Yes. <laughs> crab, lime and salt. Yes. So apparently something that I read about Baltimore before we moved here was that they're very um, community driven and that like... Once you find your pe- your group of people that mm-hmm. they're very like just like uh you know they want you involved in everything and everything very inclusive and right. like they just have a t- 
tight community feel. And so I feel like that's why you see like everybody here. Okay, let me just tell you. Maryland state flag is ugly and everyone <laughs> has it on their car. Like okay, everyone. And I'm like, look at what the Maryland state flag looks like, but continue. Yeah. Yes. Everyone has it okay. on. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure that how bad could it be? Everyone's got the freaking. Oh God. Oh. Yes. <laughs> It is hideous. Who thought that like Knights of the Round Table meets Daytona 500 was a good idea? I just don't know. <laughs> oh my god, that is yeah. um <laughs> We'll make it our show art for yes. so that people yeah. Uh because this is pretty terrible i have never it seen anything is. this bad it looks like it looks like somebody made it with like ms paint uh, <laughs> yes like, it's not good and oh and you're telling me that people put this over everything mm-hmm. everything wow. okay yes on every single car cool. going down the street there are murals downtown that we bought some hot sauce and it was on the label like they are proud of this ugly flag jesus okay yep all right i mean <laughs> but i think that a this is a choice that maryland can make that's right that's right um <laughs> But so I think that's why you get all these like, you know, community driven type like they're like, oh, they have a terrible crap. flag and they're trying to make up for it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, we're enjoying it. Um, uh, yeah. Um, that's all I got to say. Um, yeah. All right. That's it. Well, but, awesome. Yeah. What are you drinking then? Okay, I'm drinking a beer made at that Crooked <gasps> Crab uh, brewery. Yep. Uh, it's called Chuck Brown Ale. It's an American brown ale. Um, and let me just tell you, it tastes like almost exactly like Yeehaw Dunkle. It is oh, like 99.9% a Yeehaw Dunkle. Man. I know. I mean, you've been wanting that. So this is uh, I know. This is a good thing for you. I know. <laughs> Yeah, usually when I go to a brewery, I try a bunch of their different beers, but I took one sip and I get and I just and said, like, oh my gosh, James. Fine. Yes, I handed mm-hmm. it to him and I said, tell me what this tastes like. And he said, y'all, Dunkle. And I said, yep. I drank it the rest yes. of the night and I bought some to come home because did I tell you they don't sell beer or wine or liquor in the grocery stores here? Uh, no, you did not tell yeah. me that. Yeah, there's only like five states. Okay, I think. wait, four they or don't five states. Sell, okay, hold on. They don't sell beer in the grocery nope. store. Nope. Or the gas station. Oh my god. So did they? Do they have ABC stores? Like, is it like North yeah. Carolina? Okay. Yeah. Because you have North to go Carolina to an independent. Yeah, there's only four or five states left that only sell it separately. But you have to go to an independent package store. Wow. Uh, you know, freestanding package store to get your alcohol. Or a brewery. <laughs> More brewery, yes, yes. Which is the the uh, benefit of being a brewery. But, uh, yeah, it sucks. And it does, like, prevent you from drinking as much because you don't want to make that extra stop or, you know, like, you just, like, crap. There, If there's not one near you. Like, when we lived downtown, there was not one within walking distance. And it was just, like, well, crap. Like, I'm going right. to have to grab it on the way home from work, you know? Like, <laughs> it sucked. I just realized as we were talking that I have, I know somebody who lives in Baltimore. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, besides you, obviously I know. <laughs> <laughs> who could it be, Devin? <laughs> it must be you. Um, no, so I, I may have told you about this person at some point. Um, whenever I was n- not new to the internet, well, I guess kind of, it was in the early mm-hmm. 2000s. So mm-hmm. I was like on, it was back whenever I was on Diary Land. <laughs> to give In you an idea how long ago that was um yeah. i Diary made I friends with a awesome lady named mary alice over mm-hmm. the internet and okay. we started we were we were Diaryland friends so we both had mm-hmm. online journals and we would like comment on each other's stuff and then we would send each other snail mail 
letters <laughs> with mixtapes and uh-huh. presents. And um, and I really love this lady. And then for a while, she was on the show Ace of Cakes. Um, oh. As like the, uh, it was like about Charm City Cakes, the, uh-huh, the bakery. Yep, because... Baltimore is nicknamed Charm City. Yes, yes. Um, and she was like the receptionist, not receptionist, but like, I don't know, coordinator, office manager person. And yeah. then there were like the bakers and the chefs and the people who made the cakes. Um, okay. And uh, so that was like her job for a while. And so she was on this reality show as part of that. But mm-hmm. anyway, she still lives in Baltimore with her kids. And, um, you know, she posts on Instagram all the time. So I don't know. Maybe at some point you'll run into her because, you know. Yeah. I don't know. But she's uh, she's cool people. So. Cool. <laughs> so, and so she has the bakery? Uh, no, not anymore. She doesn't work there anymore. Oh. But um, oh, okay. I forget where she, she... I think she works for like a publishing company or something now. So. Which yeah. is also cool. Which is also yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but she like does a lot of skating and... Um, stuff like that roller derby skating i think she might be like training to do roller derby um that's cool yeah so anyway maybe at some point you'll run into her i don't know but yeah um you know yeah so that's i don't know why i decided to go off on that tangent that was a really long tangent (laughs) that's okay that is okay um but uh so you're drinking beer Mm -hmm. and i brown Chuck Brown, Chuck Brown, mm-hmm. and I am drinking my Boda Box wine because <laughs> no, yeah, I'm back on that. <laughs> but that's okay. I've actually stopped drinking quite yeah. so much. I'm not drinking. I'm drinking maybe once or twice a week now. So oh um, wow, that's a big. That's yeah, a lot. A big cutback. It is. I've been drinking a lot of tea and a lot mm-hmm. of water. Um, good. So that is that is all good news. I had like we had a party a few weeks ago oh right yes um and i felt not so not my best after that party (laughs) (laughs) and um after that i was kind of like you know i'm I'm good yeah (laughs) tacos get out here that's right anything else take a take a little bit of a break take a break take a break so um yeah but i do drink a little bit but not nearly as much as i was there for a while and that's perfectly fine because i really don't need to drink as much as i was that's my story <laughs> all right so have you felt any different or do you uh can you tell any differences or is it too soon or no not no differences oh uh, i feel less dehydrated yeah that's really the only difference that i've felt so far um i guess my sleeping might be a little bit better but another tangent sorry we'll eventually get to our topic i promise <laughs> no, this is gonna be an <laughs> episode of <laughs> um i i have stopped sleeping with my watch on because uh-huh. <laughs> my alarms on my phone would always go to my watch mm-hmm. and um and i would just snooze them while i was oh. still asleep on my wrist okay. <laughs> which means i would never wake up um yeah so now if since i don't do that i put my watch on its charging stand and i put my phone on its charging stand and then when mm-hmm. my alarm goes off i have to climb over usually most nights almost every night a seven-year-old and uh-huh. a dog uh-huh. <laughs> to turn off said alarm so by that point, I am awake. <laughs> okay. So I have I found realize. I have found a thing that helps me wake up in the morning. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when you said you were sleeping through all these alarms, I didn't realize that it was uh, going to your watch. So that makes more sense. Yes. Usually if the alarm is going off on a phone, it's really loud. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how is she sleeping through that? Right. I mean, but it's going I off on both. It was going off on both places. But the oh. fact that it would like vibrate on my wrist and you know oh. i could just like you know whatever hit my watch without yes. even opening my eyes um yes. so i was literally doing it while i was still asleep and i do have oh. my my little um you know alexa alarm clock uh would i would have it also like wake me up with music in the morning but yeah. i can yell out into the world you know computer stop and yeah go back to sleep really fast so it, that doesn't okay. help either because 
Talking, apparently, also does not wake me up. What wakes me <laughs> up is if I have to get up and, and climb yeah. over people and dogs and to right. turn off an alarm, and then I'm awake. Okay. At least for now. This has only been working for a week, and I, I would not be surprised if in two more days I have figured out a way to still sleep while I'm climbing over <laughs> my child and my dog to turn off the alarm. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Then you're then you'll be in Stacy sleepwalking. <laughs> exactly. But I would not put it past myself because I don't like to get up. Apparently, no, no. So that's that's funny because I don't know how long ago it's been. A little bit. It's been a while now. But I actually switched to the only thing that wakes me up now is I bought a Fitbit and it vibrates oh, on my wrist, and that okay. is the only thing that goes off in the morning. And really. I, yeah, I prefer that much more because when my alarm would go off, like it would startle me and like it would cause my heart rate to be like, oh my God, right. you know, an emergency. Um, and so that's why I didn't like the sound going off. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I my watch vibrates and I have slept through it twice. Um, <laughs> what, you know, because maybe like if I went to bed super late and, yeah, uh, you know, so... I, you know, somehow clicked it without realizing it. So I have slept through it twice, but I've probably been doing it maybe a year now at this point. Wow. Yeah. So I haven't, you know. That's not so bad. Sleeping through it twice. Do you, does it have like, um, because I don't think I've seen your Fitbit yet. Do you, um, Mm -hmm. does it have a touchscreen like the Apple Watch or is it? Okay. So you can turn it off with the touch, touch screen. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually that way. I actually don't like this. So it has a button on the side and it also has a touch screen. If you want to snooze it, you hit the button once and then you pull down on or swipe down on the screen Uh and that snoozes it. If you double click the side button, then you turn it off. Okay. And I think that's why I have slept through it a couple times because just double clicking is very easy right um just when you're trying to find the button you know and you accidentally click it twice and it's just off um and so yes that's definitely a problem because it's a little too easy to get the two mixed up right yeah no absolutely it's just two different gestures but at the same time maybe that's what also wakes me up because i have to think okay how do i snooze this and i'm like (laughs) how do i turn this damn thing off yeah yeah how do i not screw it up maybe that's what's waking me up at this point might be might be yeah, I don't know. Hmm. 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 Well, we could continue talking about random things like our uh, <laughs> alarm habits, or we can move uh, on to our topic. <laughs> sure, I guess. Um, which is, so I guess we have two topics, essentially, which are... Yeah, they're kind of related. I mean, they're related. related. Yeah. Yeah. And um, do you want to, do you want to explain our topics? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. So... Our topics are the main, I think the main topic is how to have a better conversation. Right. And then kind of tagged onto that is trauma dumping, which I think involves, because it is a form of having a conversation with somebody, ultimately. It's Um, it's having a not better conversation. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's 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 not to have a better conversation. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Dump your trauma on somebody. Yeah. Uh, right so, so it's like what to do and what not to do <laughs> right yes exactly yeah yeah um so the better conversation was a podcast episode that we listened to it uh it was an M- npr life kit which is yes. a uh, podcast and we listened to the episode which i'm sure you'll link in the show notes i will i will put it yeah in the show notes for anybody else yep. who wants to listen to it. it's actually really good um, it was i always enjoy life kit because it's like very nice succinct like yes dives into things which i appreciate yes yes and that's what's funny because we actually decided to add the trauma dumping because we saw that the episode was only like 20 minutes and we were like oh that's not going to be enough content for us to talk about but after (laughs) i listened to the podcast i have an entire page of notes on that one topic i do too So, yeah, I mean, I guess we shouldn't have underestimated NPR. Never, never underestimated NPR. No. So, side note, though, did you hear that NPR has a coffee club? A what now? So, 
And maybe I don't know if you got the same ad as me because no, I don't know it has different tailored. ads because like I listen, I started listening to it on one thing and then I had to go back to it and mm-hmm. uh, and it was a different ad and I was like, how did they auto generate me a different ad oh, this time? So yeah, yeah, so I probably did not get that same. So there's a coffee, there's an NPR coffee club. Yes. Okay. So NPR apparently coffee has contracted club. their own coffee roast. What? And they're named after their podcast. So there's, you know, they have that one <gasps> no. podcast that's like, yes, like the one that's like, uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. And it's something like, wait, wait, don't wake me or something like that. And it's like the decaf version. <laughs> oh my um, God. Yes. And um, I'm it's like a, at this. Okay. Yeah. You'll have to all, link it to All beans notes. considered. Yes. <laughs> Tiny desk coffee. It's, yes. <laughs> it's bean a minute. <laughs> it's so fun the wait wait don't wake me is decaf you know so then yeah yeah uh, yeah it makes sense yeah that's yeah that is cute as hell okay uh, yeah i'll link this in show notes yeah (laughs) so that was the ad i got and i was like wait what (laughs) so i need to look into that nice um yeah but anyway during this episode the host talks to two different uh smees as we call them Mm -hmm. at work but (laughs) subject matter expert uh, I choked on my wine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm not trying okay. to kill you over there. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, but uh, there was a hairdresser, which I think is really funny and yes. fun. Yes. Uh, because hairdressers absolutely are like the king and queens of conversation. Yes. Uh, because who do you trust more or talk to more than your hairdresser once you build that relationship? Not right, day right. one. You know, obviously. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, they talk to a hairdresser on their thoughts on having a good conversation. And then they also interviewed uh, this other lady that had done some, uh, a TED Talk. I can't remember her title. Um, uh, Celeste I think Ellen. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had it here a minute ago. Yep. <laughs> Shit. We just had this name. We just had this name. <laughs> Celeste uh, Headley. Celeste Headley. Head- yes. Celeste I Headley. And she is a journalist. open. God. <laughs> What is wrong with me? Um, anyway, Celeste Headley. That's okay. Yes. Journalist and, and podcaster. Yes. And she an is. An author. Yes. Journalist. Yes. She's okay. the author of and, We Need to Talk, in case you. you okay. It, so it, she's like really leaned into this whole yeah, conversation. The thing. We Need to Talk teaches us how to have productive conversations about race, offering insights, advice, and support. All right. Well, so, there you go. There we go. Yeah. So, um, but I thought it was really funny. So getting those two different perspectives, when you're looking at a very like, um, like basic, like someone that just naturally has conversations with people being the hairdresser yeah. and then the Ted talk Celeste, she said that she, uh, when she was younger was very awkward at conversations and, uh, had to work to gain this skill. Right. So she's taken a very research, methodical kind of approach to it. Right. So it was funny, the two different approaches. Um, and so the hairdresser, I'll just go ahead. Do you want me to just go ahead and go into, like, her Yes. Kind of yes, please. Okay. So hers were, um, you know, make sure you're face-to-face. So mm-hmm. don't be, like, stand, of course, in her case, standing behind them. But, like, looking at them in a mirror or whatever. Just take the time to be face-to-face. <laughs> so walk around with a mirror looking at people. <laughs> yeah. Over my shoulder. <laughs> I always do that wrong. So... <laughs> If I'm ever with somebody and there's a mirror, like almost always I'm looking at them and then I'm like, oh, they're not looking at me. And then they uh, look up and they're looking at me in the mirror and I'm like, dang it, I'm always doing this wrong. <laughs> Comes up more than you'd think. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, face to face, respect personal space. And uh, I really liked this third point, which was just vibe off the energy. Mm. And uh, Vibing for me... Ashlyn came the, upstairs. The, Ashlyn came upstairs at some point and was yeah. just like she was like literally like standing in the hallway and she was just like she was with her arms outstretched. She looked yeah. like she was surfing. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just vibing. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Is she on drugs? No. No. <laughs> She's like, like straight edge dare kid. I know. She's like, if I drink alcohol in front of her, she's like, you know, that's poison. Um, yeah. I, she's just vibing, man. <laughs> All right. Just vibing. Cool. You know? Yeah, man. Apparently that's a thing. Yeah. 
But I really like that. And that's something that the quote unquote energy of the conversation is something that I've discovered more recently mm-hmm. in that um, before I used to think that I didn't like people. But what I actually think is that I don't like the overarching idea of like social interaction. Yeah. But when I actually interact with people, I actually really like people. Yeah. Um, I enjoy the one-on-one interaction, getting to know them and like everyone's uniqueness. And, and I obviously we've talked about this before, but I find the different personality traits very interesting. Right. Um, yeah. And so like this whole just vibe off the energy, like I'm like, yes, I get it. Like <laughs> that is totally it. That's so. Yeah. Yeah. But the funny thing is that um, in that they kind of say like, oh, you know, like there used to be this old advice that like when you aren't sure when you're talking to somebody and you want to tread lightly, you could always stick to the weather or health. Right. And um, just to put this in perspective, this episode is from October of 2020. (laughs) And so it was like the prime of quarantine. Right. And uh, so like you can't even talk about the weather and health anymore because (laughs) you got climate change and vaccinations. And so it's like nothing is safe anymore. No, no, nothing is safe. You just have to. I just always talk about the shoes, man. That's like literally all I do. I don't know because I don't like to make eye contact. So I'm always looking down. And yeah, uh, but people have really awesome shoes. So that's like an easy thing for me. I'll be like walking and like my bottom, the head of my department at work wears like Mm -hmm. really cool shoes all the time. So I'm always just like, you've got really cool shoes. But like other people, everybody's got like awesome shoes. I don't know. Maybe I have a shoe fetish. Actually, now that I'm thinking. Anyway, doesn't matter. Go ahead. I don't know. I think you're right. I haven't, I don't pay much attention to shoes. Um, (laughs) And so I think you're probably right because I was just in a meeting the other day and I was sitting between two very like important, powerful women. Yeah. And um, we were dressed in business professional. And so I had gone out and bought this whole new outfit and I was very like concerned about what I look like. And I was wearing, I had a Navy blazer and I had on gray pants and then I had on Navy boots to go with my gray, my Navy blazer. Uh Um, and that was, that was the extent of my outfit. Well, I look over and the person, the lady on my left is wearing like leopard print uh, boots mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. her her top half is very business professional but her boots are leopard print that's where and the then fun I look, happens fun apparently happens yes because <laughs> i look over to my right and that lady is wearing these boots that are like have this like really artsy rose print on them yeah and i and i was <laughs> and the lady on my right like taps the lady on my left on the shoulder and she's like hey i like your boots and i was just like looking at mine and i was just kind of like i felt inadequate you know? <laughs> I'm like, i went and bought these new navy boots to match my blazer who would have thought that i should have gone with something crazy you, you know you, uh you're having boot envy i am having boot envy <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so, um, so that was the tips, like short and sweet from the uh, hairdresser. So, do, would do you want to go through the tips for the uh, journalist? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because Celeste uh, starts talking, and then she goes into like this very kind of long. Actually, it's interesting because it's a very short episode, and she hits lots yes. of points, but she hits them really fast, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. Uh, mm-hmm. so hopefully, hopefully, I grabbed them all, but. The first thing she starts talking about before she even gets into the tips is the idea that whenever you're having a conversation with somebody, it is not about you. You need to be focused on the other person. Yes. And I was like, this resonated with me because Thomas and I are watching this this Netflix show right now called Sex Education. And the premise of it is that there's this kid... And his mom's like a um, a therapist for people who have sex problems. And so okay. there's like couples coming to their house all the time, like talking about dildos and shit. And, <laughs> um, and so he's like, he's very awkward and very uncomfortable. And like, he's just exactly what you would imagine. Yes. <laughs> yes. The dorkiest, skinniest, like, you know, kid in high school. Um, but he ends up in a situation where he ends up accidentally providing like, sex advice to uh people who are having problems and like it's a big like people listen to him and he's really good at it and and what he finds out is because whenever he's doing it it's like he'll say it's not about me 
you know, because they'll say, who mm-hmm. are you? And he'll be like, I'm nobody. It doesn't matter. Like, what matters is this conversation uh, that you're having. And so it just yeah. made me think about, like, if you're having a good conversation with someone, it's not about you at all. So you just take yourself out of it. And then you're, like, really yeah. focused on the other person. But yeah. Um. So her points were... Uh, number one, be present and focus on the person, which I think is also very, yep. very much related to the hairdresser's idea of, you know, being in front and getting having mm-hmm. eye contact and like, you know, <laughs> yes. being there. Um, number two was go with the flow of the conversation, which I think is also similar to like going with the vibe or vibing yeah. with the energy or whatever. Yeah, just vibe off the energy. Right, vibe off the energy because the because uh, conversations have a life of their own, and if right. you're if you get good at having them, then you can kind of tell when they're you know where where they need to go when they need to die. Like yes, <laughs> every conversation sort of has a specific lifespan, and it's a little bit easier to understand how that works. Um, mm-hmm. The number three was. Don't pontificate, uh, yes. which is a very fancy way to say stop lecturing people. And yep. that I thought was really was really good advice as well. Uh, yeah, because they say it accomplishes nothing and it only right. makes the other person feel worse about themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. people do not, you know, and I think we've talked about this on the show before. Like whenever people come to you with your with their problems to vent or whatever, if unless they say, I need your advice. Like, yes, do not give them advice. Or if you have an idea, you can ask them, would you like some advice? And if they say no, don't give them any advice. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's just it's not most of the time people are not looking for you to fix their problems. Most of the time people just need to talk Um, and you just need to listen. So don't lecture them. Um, Number four was use open ended questions. So don't, you know use leading questions don't use closed ended make sure that you're saying things like you know how what how did that make you feel um you know what do you want to do next in like open-ended things that allow people to give you multiple descriptive word answers as opposed to well did you like that (laughs) yeah like no that doesn't open up a conversation um yeah and that one's actually hard for me because um i'm not very good at I'm not very good at off-the-cuff conversations, and so I'm not... um, One thing I do pride myself on is when I'm having a conversation with somebody, um, I am very engaged in listening to them, and part of it is because I'm not very good at multitasking, (laughs) and so... So as long as I'm not doing something, I am giving you my full attention, and... um, And so, but because I'm giving you my full attention, I'm not thinking of questions to ask. And then when you stop talking, I'm not good at quickly coming up with questions. So it's like, oh, give me 10 minutes and I'll come up with some questions for you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let me prepare. I'll write some down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I'm trying to work on and I've been working on for a while. Actually, Matt, that I used to run with that I've talked about a few times. Right. That was one of the things that he talked to me about long ago, way before I even moved to Chicago, um, was just like... When you're with somebody, just ask questions about them. Right, right. um, And it's like, okay. But, and then I also have this weird thing where I don't like to be uh, too nosy. And so, like, in my brain, I've got this weird, uh, um, I'm having this weird battle with myself about, I'll come up with a question and I'll be like, wait, don't ask that. That's too private, you know? And like, (laughs) I I could probably use a dose of that. I'm the nosiest person. I've just, I've got like at work, I'll just be like, look, y'all, I'm sorry, but I eavesdrop and I'm nosy. I love you all. It's not because it's from a good place. I just really want to know what's going on with everybody so that I know how I can help. So like... And uh, people seem to accept it. They may be like talking bad about me behind my back or like rolling yeah. their eyes every time I pop my head up over a cubicle and just like, well, I know what you could do for that. Um, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm even so like, I'm so at the, like, it's like someone says, oh yeah, I just moved here last year. And in my brain, 
I'm like, oh, I wonder why they moved here. Oh, I can't ask that because what if they moved here for a bad circumstance? Like, I don't want to ask that. Like, it is that yeah. level. Like, it really shouldn't be that level. Yeah. It is for me. But anyway, I just wanted to comment that that was something hard. Open-ended. Well, asking questions. Yeah. But, and then specifically trying to make them open-ended is hard for me. Right. No, that's, I mean, yeah. I think it's good as we're going through this to think about the things that you do struggle with, right? And Yeah. Because that's stuff that you can improve on to improve your conversation. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's good. Um, number five is where I, is where I struggle. Um, if you don't know something, say you don't know it. Um, <laughs> don't do what Devin does, which is just make something up. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. Are you afraid you're gonna let the person down? Is that why? I'm a compulsive liar in some ways. Like I have a problem. I never knew. Yeah, well it's like it's it's nothing it's never anything like big or important or stuff that's about me. It's like little stuff like, you know, um I I wonder why, you know, people put cloths over clocks you know in old movies whenever somebody dies and i'll be like mm-hmm. well they were wanting to make sure that the soul doesn't escape or whatever and i don't really know that i'm just making something <laughs> up that i think yeah. might be true or i might have heard mm-hmm. it at some point but i'm not 100 sure and i'm just making it up because it's a good story that's something that i get from my grandfather because he uh-huh. would literally make stories up all the time just because they were good stories and yeah. i will like if i don't know something or if there is like no way to know something i will make up a narrative as to why something is important (laughs) or as to why people did certain things the way that they did because like i want there to always be a narrative i want there to always be a story i think it's the writer in me so it's not a it's not from a malicious place it's just right Anyway, so um, I think you can still do that and just say like (laughs) my thoughts are. I have gotten better at that. I've gotten better at being like, well, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that. And, you know, then that helps a little bit. But um, (laughs) or I'll say something and I'll be like, but, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure. So maybe you should look that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, so I have gotten better, but it is like that is my gut reaction at all times. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's so bad. Mm. Um, then number six was stay out of the weeds. Like, don't get bogged down into the details. <laughs> and I was thinking about this and I was thinking about you and like Stacy <laughs> stories. <laughs> yes. Yes. And let me tell you, I, I have a star next to this. So I think it's funny that you say that. <laughs> Um, 100% I get this from my mother because when you, if you ever talk to my mom about anything, you will be like, I was driving to the store the other day and she will stop you, interrupt you. And she will say, oh, which way did you go? Did you go, did you turn left at the stoplight or did you go right at the stoplight? And you're like, I turned left. And she's like, okay. And you said, so I got to the store and I bought some apples. Well, did you stop and look at the oranges too? Or were they not good? Did you just want apples? And she will. What kind of apples did you get? Yes, exactly. My mom wants to know every single detail of every single thing. And it's like, mom, it doesn't like I. So when we moved in the house, um, I was I called her on FaceTime and I was walking her around the house to show her the different rooms. And right, all this kind of right. Stuff. And it's the first room. And so, well, first of all, I think I was going to start at the in the basement because it's the first floor. Right, right, right. Um, and she was like, no, start, start at the front door. And I'm like, she goes, I got to see it from when I come in the front door. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> so I come up the stairs and I get at the front door. And then from the front door, you know, we go through like the little living room. And as soon as I get to the kitchen, she's like, oh, you don't have blinds on yet. Do you have neighbors? You're going to need to buy (laughs) curtains, you know, just in case you have a little privacy. Privacy. (laughs) Yeah, she said privacy. Uh, Yeah, and she just, like, I had to stand there for 10 minutes while she talked about the curtains that I needed to buy (laughs) to make sure that my neighbors didn't see in my kitchen. (laughs) They can't watch you like peeling your potatoes, man. Like I know, right? That's some private shit right there. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, this is not important right now. Can we, can we move on with the door? Uh, So I am really bad about you asked me one question and I, case in point right now you ask me one question and i'll talk for 10 minutes and it's a hundred percent due to my mother i'm blaming my mother 
<sighs> but yes, too many details. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when I when she was talking about that, I thought of you <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> yep. Touche. Yep. Touche. <laughs> I got I got to start on that to work on that. Too. That's all right. That's all right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. These things are yep. things that we can work on. Yep. Um, number seven is try not to repeat yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. So sure. Uh, number yeah. eight is be brief and keep it short, which mm-hmm. I agree with. And I'm not so great at. Obviously, we're not going to talk about how long this co- this podcast episode is already. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. Um which I kind of feel like the keep it brief and don't get in the weeds um, is kind of similar. Yeah. Um, but I will say, and now not in verbal conversation, which is something I need to work on, but in uh, written communication, I'm really good at being brief because I had a boss that I would send like a two or three paragraph explanation right. and, and, and they would just be like, bullet points yeah and i'd be like fudge and they would send it back to me and i'd have to redo the whole thing and send them like yep. four bullet points yep. yep um and so that has been trained into me same but same it's only in written communication where i have time to think about <laughs> exactly. it and revise it and, yeah if i'm talking to you it's just you're gonna get you're gonna get the long way around Squirrel. yep you're exactly. gonna get the you know if, if i'm writing to you we can get to point a to point b if uh, yep. if I'm talking to you, it's gonna go to A to Q to S to V to <laughs> X to Z. Yep. Back to B. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly. The way it's gonna be. Yep. So, um, but number nine, she said, just listen. And yeah. actually, all of these things, all nine points, are mm-hmm. part of active listening. So if you yeah. think about um, any time that you start studying active listening and how that works and the fact that you're focusing on the other person, you're asking open-ended probing questions, you're being engaged with them, you're going with the flow, you're not like offering your advice or your point of view because it's all about letting them talk. And yes. I was like, that's really what most of this focuses on is active listening. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's it's interesting to me that in order to have a good conversation the most important thing that you should do is just listen (laughs) really well yes Yes, exactly i think it makes sense although i think if both parties were practicing that and you both were just listening really hard and then you both would probably be like okay like in my case i'd be like oh hold on i was listening let me think of what to say back like it would be a very slow (laughs) cadence you know but that's not necessarily a bad thing because that's some of the other stuff that that she talks about because i have other notes too but i was gonna let you have a chance to to okay yeah you know talk through some of your notes as well but yeah one of the things that she talks about is awkward silences and like you know you get to that point where you're like uh well what are we talking about now uh yeah (laughs) and she was saying that there are two things you can do to like work with them one is let it breathe like a nice wine, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, and I appreciate that a lot. And I do that when I'm <laughs> facilitating for classes a lot mm-hmm. more than most other facilitators that I know. Like, I am not afraid of silence in a classroom because mm-hmm. that is when people are thinking. So you you're just, right. like, sit and you're like, what questions do you have? And you, like, wait and wait and wait. And you just kind of, yeah. you know, just let it breathe. And then eventually... Yeah. What will happen is that somebody is has a question but's too afraid to ask it, but because there it's like it, there's a there's a there's a internal struggle happening with them because on the one hand they have a question but they're too afraid to ask it, but on the other hand the silence is driving them nuts. <laughs> so eventually that's gonna win out. <laughs> yep, yeah, <laughs> they're going to end up asking the question that they wanted to ask but were too afraid to. So let, let that, let those silences breathe. And then the other option is to just like acknowledge it, like with a joke or something like, oh, this is awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Well, 
and I will tell you that there have been plenty. I am not a person that speaks in groups. Like if we're having a department meeting, I would much prefer to follow up with the right, person right. leading the group uh, afterwards. But there have been times where there's been uh, something like that where people say, well, what questions? And I'll be going in my head and I'll be like, okay, I've got a question. Like, should I ask it? No, I shouldn't ask it. Right, I right. Ask it. No, I'm not going to ask it. And then I'll be ready to ask it. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to raise my hand. And then they'll be like, okay, we're going to move on. Yep, I'm like, yep, okay. yep. People do not yep. let those silences go long enough. No. And you really need to. <laughs> yes, yeah. I've actually kind of played with that a little bit um, myself. And, but with... Um, like if someone is um, kind of venting to me mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. my usual response is like some sort of solution or whatever, you know, or whatever, or empathize with them. But um, I, I forgot where I read it, but it there was something about, you know, just like sometimes just let people talk. And so you just kind of sit there and you'll be surprised like what people will come up and say, like because it makes the other person uncomfortable, they'll say something else. And a lot of times... People will kind of work problems out themselves. Yep. Or yep. if like, or they'll walk themselves into corners um, mm-hmm. just because you give them that room. And yeah, they'll absolutely just fill it with something and then, you know, say the wrong thing. And you'll be like, hey, well, what What do you mean by that? And then you can spark a whole nother conversation. Right. Just because you gave them some space. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So one other thing is, and I think this kind of goes along with don't lecture people, but um, they made the point that a lot of times in a conversation, if two people disagree, people see that as a chance to prove their point. Yeah. But that's not a conversation anymore. When you right. when you decide that you're going to prove your point, that's a debate. Yes. Um, not yes. a conversation. And I really, I never thought of it that way, but um, I think that's absolutely right. And I think that shuts down a conversation. Oh, just absolutely. Like lecturing. <laughs> yeah, like it accomplishes nothing. It makes the other person feel bad. And, um, you know, you're just like going on and on about something. And I think that uh, that kind of shuts the conversation down. So I thought that was a good uh, or just dis- uh, distinguishing between a conversation and a debate. Right. Yeah, I liked that too. Very much so. Yeah. For that same yeah. reason. Um. Let's see. I had a couple other things, too, from things that they had said. Um, One of those was that after a 10-minute talk, we only remember 50% of what was said. Yes. (laughs) Well, yes. And that's part of why I think, like, a lot with... Well, and again, this is written, not verbal. But with the written communication, I try to keep my emails to, you know, two to three sentences. Because you truly lose people after that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, basically the same thing with words. I just wish I was better at converting it. (laughs) the time of verbal conversation (laughs) it's harder though it's harder though it's a lot easier to write which is part of the reason why i prefer whenever i'm having to like troubleshoot things or talk to people or give them instructions like it's a lot easier for me to do it over the over email because i feel like i'm clearer um yeah but there's some people who just don't they just don't get it that way so it's like you have to talk to them um yeah but yeah anyway yeah. But I did like that. Um, one of the other things that they talked about was the fact that social media is not socializing. Um, that we yes. go to these places and we communicate in these forums with this like idea that we're making connections and we're communicating with people. But the the parts of our brain that actually require and are like lit up by real social face-to-face interaction aren't lit up by like commenting on Facebook or, you know, like working in social media, which I thought was really, really interesting. And they talked about the fact that actually if you use the phone and you actually talk to somebody over the phone, the parts of your brain that do light up when you're like face to face with somebody also light up whenever you're on the phone with somebody. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, that's interesting, but it's not the same for video calls. So like, I thought that was because they talked about the fact that Zoom calls were really exhausting, especially in this, again, thinking about context, October of mm-hmm. 2020, everybody yes. was really tired of being on Zoom. Um, but they were talking about the fact that that was better because like your those parts of your brain lit up with the phone because uh, you were talking to people live. But with the video, you're so like 
worried about how you're going to be perceived and you're looking at yourself and it's just like exhausting to be in that state of like constant performance that mm-hmm. it, it like mitigates the benefit that you get from it. Um, so better to just talk on the phone. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I think that's okay. So, and I think it's not just video. I think with the, because like teams, you know, you can still call someone on teams, but not talk, like you don't have to have your video on. And I think that is even still in the exhausting category, not the beneficial category. Um, And it's really funny because I had an experience with this literally like either the day before I listened to this or the day I listened to it. And because now my work has like pretty much totally moved to teams conversations. Right. And so even if you call someone on your same team, you just dial them up on like within your department, you dial them up on teams. Like you no longer pick up the phone and call. Oh, okay. And for some reason, and I can't remember why, but I decided um, to just pick up the phone and call because I hate talking on the teams because or on the computer because not just the video thing but even if i had my video off it seems like there's a delay so you end up talking over each other so it's a more stressful conversation or um, sometimes there's connection issues so you lose half of what they said you know that kind of thing and i picked up the phone and i called somebody and i was like and i hung up and i was like that was so nice you know i was like i really need to just start like calling people like right. it's such a better experience than and also a lot of times you're working on your computer yes and so you have to minim you have to like get away from that window of whatever document you're working on you have to pull up teams you have to search for the person's name you have to click call you have to call them then you have to try to go back so it's almost like that whole multitasking thing where they say you lose on average seven minutes of time right every time you switch tasks and um so it's almost the same thing because you're pulling yourself out of your work yeah to to go over and call this person on your computer yeah um so i totally like before i even listened to that i was like yes like i absolutely believe that the and which i think is also very interesting and i I didn't have time but i'd like to research why phone calls are uh, yeah i know stimulating and beneficial like what what about them is different i am is it just because we've lived with them for so long yeah i'm interested in that as well maybe it is because it's been part of our culture for so long so we're just adapted to that maybe yeah i don't know yeah i don't know either and what's really interesting to me personally is that like i hate the phone i hate talking on the phone um i do too yeah like i will there's all these issues that I have to like walk people through as part of my job. Mm -hmm. And as I just alluded to, I prefer to send emails, but there are some people who do not, they're just, they want me to talk to them live and talk to them through. And here's the thing. Here's the dirty little secret that I hate. Uh I am really good at phone calls. I am so good at talking to people on the phone. Like, I will talk to them and I'll, like, make small talk and jokes. I'll make them feel good and, you know, be very self-deprecating. And, like, Uh I I will – and I'll be, like, you know, oh, anything for you and, like, you know, be very, like, complimentary and empathetic. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, really good. And everyone in my cube will listen to me and be, like – you know, you're so good at talking to people and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, yeah, but I freaking heard it. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I hate yeah. something I'm so inherently good at. <laughs> that, might be, <laughs> that might be a conversation for another time. Yeah. <laughs> I think I could jump on that conversation too because there's definitely times where like I have that chipper customer service voice. Yeah, And I hang yeah. up my phone with, and I'm like, Oh, I hate myself. Right? Like, why did I do this? Yes yes, 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 I know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. But So that's what's funny is that I also hate talking on the phone, and I would rather send an email. But it, compared to video or Teams calls, yeah. that's how big of a difference. Like, I would rather call someone than call them on Teams. Right. Like, that's a that's a big, that's saying something, you know? Right. <laughs> um, 
But, uh, and then to your comment about social media does not uh, count as social interaction in our brain. Yeah. Um, something else they pointed out was that social media actually rewards combative approaches to conversation. Yes. Yes. And that was one of the main things is like, don't be combative. Right. But that's what social media rewards. So just like social media is bad. Okay. (laughs) So just turn off your Facebook. That's right. Oh my God. It's so true. Oh, which I saw an article the other day that said, um, to kind of prevent scrolling, they turned their phone to grayscale. So there was no colors. It was just black and white. Huh. And it actually helped reduce, like their brain didn't receive the same dopamine uh, from scrolling. Interesting. Yeah. So I want, it, I want you to try that. <laughs> try to, how do you even turn your phone to grayscale? I don't even know. We'll have to look. But look it up. Yeah. I think that would be a fun test. That would be a fun test. Yeah. Uh, Another thing that they said is that it is inherently pleasurable for someone to talk about themselves. So one of the things that you should do is use small talk to kind of start conversations to allow people to talk about themselves. So this is where I would be like a devil's advocate to your uh, inherent worry about being nosy and be like, you should just ask the questions because people want to talk about themselves. No, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think... (laughs) And if someone doesn't want to tell me something, all they have to do is like skirt the question. Right, exactly. They're like, oh, well, why is anybody ever coming to Baltimore? (laughs) Right. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of things that they could say. Unless they're trying to trauma dump on you. You're not going to get like a horrible story. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, Go ahead. Okay, so I have one note left that we haven't covered yet. Oh, okay. except for the, well, to tag on the, it's uh, people like talk about themselves. Apparently it activates the same pleasure center as sex and, and heroin. Yes. So, like, that's a big deal. Like, yeah. you know, like, wow. Um, that's kind of weird, too. Like, I don't know. Our psyche, human psyche is so weird. The human brain um, is a weird place. Yes, it is. <laughs> But the last note that I had here was that you should put the cell phone away when you're talking to people because even like just like, I mean, not just sitting there holding it, but right. they did a study where they they had two people meet for the first time in a room and in some of the studies they had a cell phone sitting on the table. It didn't actually belong to either person, but when those people walked away and gave an assessment of the person that they met, they they subconsciously, that cell phone affected their judgment and they saw them as like rude or... Yes. Like, uh, I can't remember all the descriptions, but it was a very negative um, view on this person. Just having that, their phone out, not even touching it. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't so even their weird. phone. It was just Yeah, there. it wasn't even their um, phone. That's right. I forgot about that. No. Yeah. So um, I thought that was super interesting and weird, but um, I know that like when I try to have, if I have a meeting with a one-on-one meeting with somebody, I try to actually lock my computer. So not just turn away from my computer, mm-hmm. but actually lock it so that you can, like nothing comes up on the screen. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the same, but to me, it's kind of like that. It's kind of signaling, okay, I'm a hundred percent here for you. Right. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think there's kind of that. But yeah, okay. So that was my last comment. We haven't even got to trauma dumping yet. But. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that that can be kind of quick, at least on my side. Yeah, mine too. So I think we can okay. hit it pretty pretty quick. Um, okay. Because there's a there was a podcast episode that yes. our producer suggested yes. that we listen to, um, mm-hmm. which was a a an episode of it's a thing which i had never heard before so this is my first experience with this particular podcast and it sounded pretty uh pretty fun so it was from september 2021 and um there's a lot of other things happen in this episode i'll i will link it but one of the things that they talk about was this idea of um trauma dumping so i guess Mm -hmm. molly the one of the co-hosts of this podcast has a teenage son who was kind of like revealing to her this concept of trauma dumping, which is like when somebody like just basically vomits a a very serious mental health issue on you. Yes. Completely unprompted. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so I thought that that was kind of interesting. And so I also looked up some more information about it. Um, and at first I thought I knew what trauma, well, okay, this is the way my my brain thinks. 
The -hmm. first thing I worried was, oh, shit, do I trauma dump on people? So that was the first (laughs) thing that I was like, oh, no, I bet you I trauma dump on people. And so I was like, ah, and I looked at all the definitions. I'm like, I don't think maybe I have in the past, like a couple of times, but like it's not like a it's not like a problem. Like I don't do it all the time. Um, Yeah. But basically, it's like if you have dealt with something major you know like you know a a a traumatic event um your somebody in your life died um maybe you were molested as a child like major major things that you don't just like bring up in everyday conversation but people who are trauma dumping you'll be talking about or venting or whatever and they just like bring up this big thing to like one up you, <laughs> oh. you know, like we, you'll be having a conversation. Um, and instead of usually the way this works is it's, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, work sucks. Yeah, I think work sucks, too. And you may share stories, but it's not like a, you know, but it's like, yeah, yeah work, shot, work sucks. Yeah, I was molested by my dad when I was a kid. Wait, hold on. What? Like, <laughs> that is <Okay>. not. <laughs> yeah. The same conversation, right? So that's... Okay. Yeah. So that was um, that was how I was interpreting it. I don't know if you had other thoughts as to what that meant or... Um, anyway. The way I kind of understood it was that you kind of get hung up on a situation. So maybe not... I mean, definitely a dramatic, but like even something like... Um, a breakup or an ex-boyfriend but more than like you know like if if i was dating somebody and we broke up like i would probably whine about it for the next couple weeks or the month or whatever but then six months from now i wouldn't still be like oh woe was me that i had a breakup right but so to me yeah like trauma dumping was always this like whatever it was um is like you kind of like focus on it every time right right yeah so that's kind of way i took it um i didn't get the one up thing i guess it was the part that i missed but otherwise yeah like you just like the person just constantly focuses on a thing right um right and it's often the same thing or like yes something that they bring up over and over again absolutely yes yeah. yeah, and it just kind of gets drilled into the other person that's listening and it kind of brings them down because they're like, oh, great, they're talking about this thing again that, you know, like it's just like a constant. Right, exactly. Downer. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, it's not, a lot of times that stuff is not comfortable to talk about, you know. Yeah. Even if it's something as, you know, relatively benign as a failed marriage, for example, right? Right, um, yeah. You know, like if you continue to bring that up it's just like really awkward for yeah the other person to like hear all these details all the time um yes so one of the things that it talks about like and i'll I'll share these two articles that i looked up you know it talks about signs that you might be someone who does this which obviously i was looking up because i was afraid um (laughs) you know so you're like venting about the same feelings and triggers repetitively um You're not allowing others to give their opinions or point of view. You find yourself in one-way relationships in which you vent to other people, but you hardly hear from them about their life. Um, Or you don't ask others about their lives or make room for them to ask you for advice. So I feel like in some ways being a trauma dumper is like doing the opposite of the conversation. Yes. Yes, that's what I thought of too. Yeah. I refuse to listen to you and all I'm going to do is talk about myself. (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> but specifically about negative things that happen i mean i guess that's the major yeah. difference because there are people who like just talk about how awesome they are all the time and you're just like right yeah just shut the hell up yes <laughs> i do i know awesome someone in particular that it's like every time i talk to them it's nothing but them complaining yeah. going on and on about themselves and complaining and it's like i can't even get a word in like i can't right. like like I can't even say like oh it's nice outside like right. because they're just like blah 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 and it's it is exhausting yeah uh yeah so I think now after listening to this I'm like oh hmm. maybe this is what that was yeah yeah and one of the things that they talk about because they talk about you know what you do if you are if you if you're afraid you are you know like stopping that but also if you're someone who is getting dumped on making sure that you're setting boundaries, making sure that you're like, look, 
I understand that you're feeling bad. I love you. I'm here for you. But I don't feel comfortable continuing this conversation anymore. Like, it is important to make sure that you are setting boundaries so that you're not getting traumatized by someone else's trauma. Like, that's not for you. You know, that's not your job. So making sure that you're helping them find a place where they can, like, self-reflect and deal with it on their own. Because it's not, Mm -hmm. you know they can dump it on you, but you can't do anything with that because it's their trauma. So they need to process it and work through it and, you know, get to a point where they can resolve it as opposed to just trying to, to uh, throw it, throw it on someone else. Yeah. And it's interesting because I said part of the reason why this happens is because people deal with like really negative shitty things and then they don't, they haven't learned how to actually process it. And so they're either compartmentalizing it or they're trying to ignore it or they're like pushing it out of their mind. And because Mm -hmm. they're doing that and they're not actually confronting it and dealing with it, it comes out in these like really bizarre, inappropriate ways. Um, Because, you know, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but like if you don't deal with something, it's going to come out. Like you can't ignore you know, anything about your mental health and hope that it just goes away. You can't right, just yeah. be like, oh, well, it'll get better. It's like, it would be like if you found out that you had like cancer in a spot on your arm. Oh, I'm just saying ignore right. it. It'll go, it'll be better. You know, no. Yeah. Like if you yeah. have something serious wrong, you need to work through it, address it and heal from it. Because if you're not mm-hmm. doing those things, it's going to end up affecting a lot more in your life. And so if you're someone who's not dealing with trauma that you have, it's possible that you're going to end up pushing away people in your life that you love if you don't spend some time dealing with that. So anyway. Right. Yeah. So box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are there. <laughs> don't do that because we love you and we don't want you to push us away. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So that's really all I got to say about trauma. <laughs> okay. But I was very well, passionate good. about it. You are, apparently. <laughs> uh, but if you want to tell us things, uh, but not trauma dump. <laughs> but if you want to no, vent, I am here for you yeah. venting, but just don't trauma dump that's on right. me. Uh, that's you are right. welcome to contact us by going to facebook.com slash weeklybuddytime or sending us an email <laughs> at weeklybuddytime at gmail.com. And we will listen to your venting um uh, but we will not we will not take your trauma dump (laughs) no take your trauma dump somewhere else that's right (laughs) to the therapist that's what they're there for but not at a party that's in one of that's in one of my um articles is there was like a therapist who would always go to parties and people would like corner this poor therapist at the party and be like i'm gonna tell you all my problems and the therapist is like this is not the time or place no, I am trying to enjoy my Tostitos. Will you please leave me alone? <laughs> oh, that would be a downfall of the job. Right. No, that's um, <laughs> this is occupational hazard. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, Stacey, I am glad that you are moved. I'm glad that you enjoy your new space in the world. I'm glad that you have an office that is yours. And I love you very Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love you too. And I enjoy our conversations. And I hope that, um, you know, we are demonstrating by modeling what good conversations look like. In our That's podcast. right. That's right. I didn't even think about that. But we come every week and bring our best conversations right here. Right here for your listening pleasure. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and we will do so again next week. Yep, that's right. Same bat time, same bat channel. That's right. I love you, Stacey. Love you too. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho